are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Friday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, just a day before prime time for USC at ASU. Today we're going to be taking a look at other expert predictions, just getting their general thoughts leading up to this game. Then we're going to be talking about some different betting lines as well as player props we've come up with and whether we'd be taking the uh, essentially players to meet those lines or not. And then as always, we give our bold predictions and score predictions on a Friday edition of the podcast. Thank you for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. Richie, it is Friday, my man. We're getting closer and closer to USC. I would say coming off of a losing streak, I'm more eager to watch this game, but I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous. But outside of football... How are you doing? I'm good. It, like you said, it's a Friday. The weekend is here. The Sun Devils are playing primetime. My Baltimore Ravens are coming off a bye week. I get to see my dog. Tomorrow night, I'm going to see the new Marvel's Eternals movie, which I'm very excited about. It, it's going to be a good weekend, and hopefully it'll be a great weekend when Arizona State takes down USC. That'd be phenomenal. Uh, I, I can't think of, of any other time. Like Obviously, Arizona. Uh, or at least like the University of Arizona. Like, there's not many teams I, I would rather beat. USC is definitely near the top of that list. So if we can knock them off this weekend, that would be a phenomenal watch for sure. So with that, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find Richie at RichieBrads with a Z36 and find me at Cedrios. Uh, remember to follow our Twitter page as well, at LO underscore Sundevils. Make sure to subscribe and never miss an episode of our content. We are Monday through Friday. Uh, you can find our podcast on Google uh, Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts as well. Uh, we're coming out with a lot of great football content and now basketball content now that the season is right around the corner starting for on Tuesday, I think it is, for ASU. Tuesday against Portland. Tuesday against Portland it is. We'll be having a lot more basketball content in these podcasts throughout the week. But, Richie, let's take a look at some other expert opinions. Uh, I will say last week when we talked a lot of people were taking ASU, not not even just to win. If I remember correctly, the spread was like 15.5 points, 16.5 points, and they were taking ASU confidently. This week, and we'll talk about some of the, the betting lines a little bit more um, later on in the podcast, but a lot of people are still taking the Sun Devils and against the spread, but I, I don't want to give too much away. I, I don't know how I'm, I'm feeling about that right now. Yeah, everyone needs to leave me alone when it comes to the spread. Just don't even talk to me. We, we've got some numbers, or at least kind of where ASU has gone against the spread this season in their games. So we'll at least leave that for the next segment. Uh, but in terms of one expert, Sports Chat Place says that ASU will cover against UFC. The writer Chris Ruffalo writes, I get the case that could be made for USC as this is still a proud Trojans team with a lot of talent. But the reality is that USC's only good performances lately are coming against Pac-12's bottom feeders. Arizona State's had some bumpy outings as of late as well, but they usually play their best at home and have had more impressive and consistent runs this season. Only the points with Arizona State here in a bounce back win. I, I can at least imagine a scenario where that happens, but... 
I'm not even going to lie, like, at least in ASU's benefit, if we're talking about USC winning against the bottom feeders, yes, they beat Arizona last week, but they won, like, 41 to 34. Like, it was not, not some blowout win against a bottom feeder, uh, as Chris puts it here. Ladies and gentlemen, these USC Trojans are not your father's or your grandfather's USC Trojans. They are not a very good football team, if we're just being frank. Now, with that being said, you still need to play them as if this is 2005. You need to treat these Trojans like they're going to come into your stadium and knock you off by 60 points. You can't go in expecting an easy win the way that they probably did last week against Washington State. It's You cannot play down to your competition, and you certainly can't let wor- uh, worse competition get ahead of you early in the game and force you out of your comfort zone the way that Wazoo did. It starts with not turning the ball over, and it finishes with playing efficiently and effectively. This should be, on paper, Connor, an easy win. But, as you and I both know, there is no such thing as an easy win. And, honestly, the Sun Devils need to believe that better than they have. Because I think they walked into that game coming off a bye high and mighty and thinking it wasn't going to be a big deal. And then look what happened. They got their, they got caught with their pants down. They got taken behind the barn and had their back porch painted red. You can't let that happen again this week. Absolutely. And if you're looking at the, essentially, if you're looking at this team as a USC that you just have to beat, it, it really doesn't matter who you're facing right now. We talked earlier in the week what it's going to take for ASU to win the South, and it, it pretty much means you have to win out, which. In some scenarios, that does seem very undoable, especially considering the fact that you do need some help. USC has had a very up-and-down season uh, in terms of health, um, their head coach getting fired, I mean, multiple quarterbacks, like, you name it. That being said, I I think ASU has at least a a good chance this week at home, but as you just had alluded to with Washington State, we said that about last week. Uh, as always, we mentioned ESPN's Power Index has ASU that they have a 66.3% chance to pick up the victory, uh, considering last week we had an 87% chance. I'm not sure how accurate that is. Connor, you can see me shaking my head, so I'm just going to let everyone else know I'm shaking my head. I am over the Power Index. Don't talk to me about it anymore. I'm just upset. I'm hurt. I'm triggered. I don't want to hear it. Don't. Nope. Just absolutely not. You know I'm going to bring it up the next three weeks, right? Yeah, and I expect you to, and I wouldn't want it any other way, but just just as long as you know, even if we win 15 to nothing, I'm still going to be very upset whenever we talk about the power index because haven't we all but BYU? Nope, even favored then. All of our... Were we really? I think it was in the 50s at that point. I think it was like 56%, but every single game we've lost, we've been favored in, in terms of the power index. But I mean, obviously, when you're talking about... Uh, uh, were we favored against UCLA? Mm, well, oh, so sorry. I, I was just talking about in terms of the games we lost. I'm just talking in, all the games in general. In UCLA, I would be willing to bet that we were probably like high 30s or somewhere in the 40s for that game. Because um, I certainly would have picked UCLA to win. But yeah, I know for a fact the games we have lost this year uh, have all been uh, in our favor for the power index. Good Lord, man. Yeah. Stop picking us to win. Please, I prefer being the underdog. I don't like when people are watching my team because that's when my team messes up every time. And look what happened to the Sun Devils. You haven't won a game in almost a month. That's very true, but there's a reason that the percentage is not at 100%, right? 
moving on, next expert, Odd Shark has ASU favored to win against USC. Uh, they predict the score is going to be 40 to 27. 40 to 27. I mean, I understand USC's defense is not phenomenal by any stretch, but they watched this ASU offense last week, right? I, I understand that they're probably not going to have five turnovers. Um, that being said, I, I'm not I'm not sure my confidence level is there for this team. I, I, I really feel like I have to see it first. 40 is kind of a lot to, to just at least project that out there. So, so here's the thing, and I'll play devil's advocate for, with you. 40 is very attainable for an explosive Sun Devils offense and a really bad USC defense. What, what's kept ASU from putting up points on the board, at least last week, was the turnovers. The turnovers were definitely the biggest issue that we had. And you take away those turnovers, and you might be putting up uh, more points. We putting up points has not been the issue for the Sun Devils this year, except for the second half against Utah. Other than that, we typically seem to score in bunches without any kind of issues. But where you need where where you need to fix it is the turnovers. You don't turn the ball over. It's a bad defense. I like your odds quite a bit to end up winning that game by a good amount. And here's what I will tell you: I am more confident that we will hold them under 27 points than we will score 40 points. Like, very, very confident because, as we talked about yesterday on the pod, they're going to have to find an identity without Drake London. And I think 27 points is a lot for a team that simply doesn't have a feature point of the offense now without him. I think that's very fair. Uh, We talked last week about how, or at least the beginning of this week, how... uh, the offense clearly put the defense last week in many bad positions. Not that all the points were just the offense's fault. They still have to allow the touchdowns in the first place. But clearly the offense did them no favors last week. I, I think if you can avoid a lot of those turnovers and force uh, USC essentially in one week to find that identity, they really haven't had to play without Drake London this year, short of like the, the game last week where they didn't have him for part of it. So now they have to play a full four quarters without him. Uh, we'll see how they, they change their game plan a little bit if they still try to find that uh, open receiver down the field consistently, or if they try to run the ball a little bit more. Those are the expert opinions leading up to this game. The experts are always right. Just remember that. So it seems like ASU's got a, a good shot to win this weekend, uh, but they've got to play the game in order for that to happen. Come back for the next segment. We're going to be talking about some betting lines as well as player props we've created on our own. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. This episode of the Locked on Sun Devils is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where friends and family come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and an endless supply of french fries and McFlurries. It's a great place for birthday parties. It's a great place to go after a busy day or a very late afternoon and you just need something delicious and dependable. Taking a road trip? No better place to stop than McDonald's. Win or lose? It's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping at on that road trip to rest your legs and refuel. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say locked on Sun Devil's watch party? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. We're back with our second segment. Thank you again for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. 
So now we're going to be getting to some betting lines as well as player props we've come up with on our own. Uh, essentially, I'm going to be asking Richie the questions of would you take the over on this specific player prop? And he's going to say yes or no and give a reason why, and I'll chime in there as well. So BetOnline has the game for ASU versus USC. They've got ASU favored by 8.5. That does not seem like a lot, but at the same time, th there's specific trends you're looking for, right? According to thelines.com, they have ASU at 3-4 and four against the spread so far this year, but I'm assuming that it's going to be 3-5 and five because last week they did not hit that. Uh, so the Sun Devils have been favored by 8.5 more than four times this season, and they've covered in only two of those matchups. If, if that's the case, like 8.5 is probably just about the, the lowest. Everything else has probably been significantly higher. Um, right probably against Colorado, it was in the teens. Uh, this last week, it was in the teens, and then probably some of the easier games in the schedule. Uh, it, it was probably favored by you know, this amount, if not more. So eight and a half in terms of a victory is probably just about the closest it's been. Um, I don't think I'm very comfortable with eight and a half for this game. Um, here, here's the thing. This should be a game that Arizona State easily covers because the offense take away the turnovers, puts up points and bunches. We already talked about that in the previous segment. USC's defense is not good. USC's offense, I truly believe, is going to struggle to put up points a week after losing Drake London. I'm not saying this is a permanent thing, but right now, you are a week removed from losing a Fred Bolitnikoff Award semifinalist and probably one of the front runners for it. You are not going to be able to rebound that quickly and expect to put up points against a pretty darn good defense. You should not be able to rebound that quickly, we should say. Yes, and I, I mean, this isn't me discrediting USC. What I'm trying to say is this should be an easy cover for the Sun Devils. But knowing the Sun Devils, they're not going to cover. It just, on paper, I would look at this and I'd be like, oh man, smash the over. Yeah, Arizona State can easily win by nine points. But then I sit here and I'm like, I feel like we never cover the spread. Honestly, you telling me that we were three and four? Uh, confirmed three and four, potentially three and five or four and four would stun me because I feel like ASU never covers the spread. That's a lot more than I would have ever assumed. And yeah, I mean, this should be an easy cover, but nothing comes easy for the Sun Devils. Watching this team absolutely implode uh, on all their offensive drives in the first half last week, I almost don't care what the spread is. To, to me, the question is, can they play clean football? Can they play clean without... All the turnovers, like some, some are going to happen, regardless of whether it's Jaden Daniels making a bad pass, uh, a tip ball, like a bad fumble that somebody should be covering up as they're going to the ground. Like turnovers do happen. You got to win those battles much more often than not, and have less than the other team. ASU just does not feel like that kind of team uh, in terms of just, I mean, everything almost to their core. Like we've been talking all season about the penalties which just kind of shows how undisciplined they are. And I think part of these turnovers, as an example, kind of leak over into that area. Uh, players not taking care of the ball. Like, it just it shouldn't happen that way. And until they prove me wrong, um, while I wouldn't say 8.5 is just this insurmountable amount of points that ASU is going to have to cover, I, I would take USC to cover right now. Richie, water gun to your head. Who are you taking to cover? ASU. Okay. Uh, we haven't been different in a little while, so that's at least a little fun. So now I've got five different player props here, 
Uh, I'll, I'll kind of jump in with my opinions here as well. Uh, a lot of these numbers are kind of centered around the averages of the specific players. Now, obviously, got to take into consideration either the offense or defense that they're playing against. Uh, but generally, these numbers are about the average per game uh, for these individual players. Let's start off with the quarterback like we normally do. Jaden Daniels over under 216 passing yards. I'll take the over, and I actually will confidently take the over. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I've predicted several times in the show before, and for the most part, it hasn't always worked out. Um, I, I don't expect this to be an incredibly dominant game by ASU uh, to where we are just playing uh, from a positive game script for a majority of it. I, I think they will have to continue to pass. I think I'm going to take the under on here. I think it'll definitely be close. It is an average of, of Jaden Daniels' passing, passing numbers, so obviously there's times where he's above it, and there's times where he's below it. So I, I'm going to take the under, but I, I know I'm going to be sweating it uh, coming down to the wire there. Darian Butler, over or under six and a half tackles? Um, see, this is an interesting one to me because it feels like he doesn't stuff the box score with tackle numbers. I think he's only got 50 on the year. He's got 50 on the year, which uh, without doing the quick math, if you would have asked me how many he has on average, I probably would have said closer to eight, maybe even nine. But looking at the numbers, you're, you're right. He's at least what seems to be involved in a lot of plays, but he does not stuff, uh, stuff the box score with like 10 tackles plus every single week. Yeah, so I'm... Oh, man, that that's a really good set. I, Thank you. Thank you. I wrote it myself. I, I'm very proud of you. Vegas should give you a call. I wrote it in crayon. Well, it looks really good, Connor. I'm very proud of you. It's going right up on the fridge. Yes! There you go. Um, uh, put that water bottle to my head again. Oh, not literally. <laughs> it literally has a water bottle right against my head. I'm, I'll, I'll take the under. I'm going to take the over here. I, I Again, I don't think it, I, Butler's going to smash it and have like... 12 tackles, but dude's just an absolute animal. Um, I think he's going to have to be involved, especially if they do try to run the ball a little bit more with Keontae Ingram. That means that Butler may have to be playing towards the line of scrimmage a little bit more this game. Um, again, not that he's going to smash it, but I am going to take the over on six and a half tackles. I just think, I, I think I would take right at six tackles, which is why I would take the under. I'm not confident about it. What I will tell you with that is I do think that this defensive line is going to get a lot of plays. I think Tyler Johnson's going to be in the backfield on more than one occasion. I think the rest of the D-line is going to make some plays. Merlin Robinson is still a thing. I would actually probably put money on Robertson to lead the team in tackles in this game. But, yeah, with Darian Butler, I think six and a half is perfect. I take the under, but I, I see it going either way. I personally would say he gets six tackles, which is why I would take the under. Okay. Now this next one, it, we talk about this often and it just seems so surprising, but interceptions. Uh, interceptions by the defense is set at one and a half. And the reason it's set there is because they average 1.3 a game. So it's not like they hit it every week. Uh, they've done it on several occasions, but not the majority. So at one and a half interceptions for Keaton Slovis, assuming he starts over or under. I'm going to shock you and I'm going to take the under. Okay. So I think we get one. That's it. Uh, interceptions seriously like, are, are hard to come by. The pace that ASU has gone at now since like 2019, I think, it has just been it, – it, it's crazy. I I would pr- almost be willing to bet in the amount of games they've played, that's probably the most in school history, if not over like what is now uh, essentially a three 
like really like a two and a half because they didn't even play a full season last year, like a two and a half year span's worth of games, they might have the most interceptions they've ever had, or at least turnovers uh, in school history. So the rate they've been going at, it, it's it feels like a norm for Sunderbolt fans. The fact that we can say, yeah, they're probably going to get two turnovers or at least two interceptions. Um, I think I'm going to take the over and only because Keaton Silvis has seven on gear. He, and he hasn't even played the whole season any, uh, as well. So if he's not even playing every game, he still has seven interceptions. Uh, just shows what kind of quarterback he is. He has um, he has been willing to sling it a little bit to some of his better wide receivers in the team. Uh, I, I, I'm going to take the over with our opportunistic secondary. That leads us to uh, Kante Ingram. 95 and a half rushing yards. Under. Really? I, Under. I will I will say, and granted, they are very different defenses. Very, very different. Do you know how many rushing yards he had against Arizona last week? Um, it, Is it over 100? Yes. Is it over 150? Yes. Is it yes. over 200? Yes. Really? What do you have? Like 204, I think, off the top of my head. Gotcha. Well, I got bad news for you. <laughs> um, unlike Arizona, we are Arizona State where we know how to play football. Have you been watching the last two weeks? Uh, have you watched U of A at all this year? Yes. Yes, I have. It's I'm, phenomenal. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> when when your football team is hosting walk-on tryouts in the middle of the season, that's when you know that you should probably mail it in. With no offense to our good friend Michael over on Locked, Locked on, on Wildcats. Wildcats. Like, Love you, man. You're funny and you're a good sport, but my goodness, that's that's a bad, 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 bad team. I, I'm going to take the over here, and it's not so much that I think he's going to be incredibly efficient, but like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, name the last time that ASU's looked phenomenal against the run. Uh, last week, it wasn't even. Gosh, I'm looking on the Washington State running back. Um, so they had McIntosh in Morgan? there. Yeah, Max Borgie was supposed to be the starter, but I think McIntosh outpaced him in touches. He did. And, and was very efficient on the ground. And when Borgie did play, did the same thing. We got absolutely gashed. Uh, it feels like it's been several games. Utah did the exact same thing to us. It's not that I don't feel like we have a good run defense, but uh, with Drake London out, I really, again, think they're going to have to go to Ingram a little bit more. Um, I'm going to take the over on 95 and a half first yards. I Do you want to make like a gentleman's bet with that? Uh, what are we betting specifically? Is this Cried. like a really firm handshake? A very firm handshake. That the the podcast listeners can absolutely hear just our grip. I was going to say, can you hear this this handshaking right now? That's absolutely. That's, All right, awesome. What? That's that's our pride and a balance there. So last last prop for you. And this isn't player specific. Any any receiver for ASU, any receiver to have over 75 receiving yards. And I'll even include the tight ends. Under. <laughs> I, I will take the under. Where, where I am taking Jaden confidently over 216.5, I will... What was it again? Because I'm taking the under no matter what. Uh, you, you said 70... 75. 75. Yeah, I, I am definitely taking the under. Isn't that kind of sad when I even give you the field? I give you the field of skill position players and just say literally any one of them. Like, you, you start at the ball on a... a uh, touchback like the 25 yard line 20 yard line i can't remember if it's still 20 in college it is 25 in college so either way if you they literally just throw a bomb like to start the game or something they literally anyone they hit that number and it's like ah, it's not really their game which it's not it's not they Jaden daniels likes to spread the ball around a little bit and the fact they don't have like this legit drake london-esque type of player uh in terms of receivers they they really like to spread the ball around 
Um, off the top of my head, I think Buckley Shelton is now, or no, no, I took that back. Uh, Ricky Pearsall is currently your leading wide receiver at like probably 360, mm-hmm. 70 receiving yards. And Buckley Shelton's just behind him by like 20 or 30 receiving yards. So if that's the case, I mean, their averages hit nowhere near that. Uh, Ricky Pearsall has done it. What was it against UCLA? Yeah. He, he had, had two like touchdowns that were. Of like four catches. Mm-hmm. He had over 90 yards on those two touchdown catches. Yeah, so it's definitely possible, but I, I'm I'm with you here. I'm going to take the under on it. It's not that it can't happen, but um, it, the passing game is just not necessarily their strength. So 75 doesn't sound like this this crazy, crazy high number, but if you've been watching a lot of ASU football, they obviously like to run the ball a lot, or even with Jaden Daniels, uh, giving these receivers less opportunity to catch those passes. So that is it for this segment come back for our third and final segment we're going to be talking about some bold predictions for this game you're listening to locked on sunables podcast we're back and better than ever a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props odds and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just be sure to use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. This episode of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Let me tell you guys, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars for yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered with 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience and one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'll swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low in carb, low in calorie, low in fat, low in sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of being just purely delicious, and there's so many flavors too. This month, Built Bar is coming out with a new limited time flavor every three to four days, so be sure to check their website often so you don't miss out. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Remember, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We're back for our third and final segment for the Friday edition of the Locked on Sunables podcast. Really quick, we just wanted to touch on, we didn't, have the over-under on our last segment, which it's not much of a, a betting line show if we don't take the over-under. So really quick, uh, betting line has that set at, I think it's 60. Yeah, 60 points for the over-under for USC at ASU. Richie, which one are you taking? At 60, I'll take the under. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost going to smash the under, I, I think. Uh, you'll, you'll see here in our score predictions in just a little bit. Um, but 60 points just feels like a lot. Um, so that is that. So now let's get into bold predictions and score predictions. Uh, I'll kick us off with our first bold prediction. Oh, what? You don't want me to steal yours like we did last week? Absolutely. That's why, I, that's why I'm going first. Well, I mean, how how did that turn out for me? Well, what did we take? Uh, well, I said three interceptions before you got a chance to. Was this for Washington State? Yes. Yikes. Okay. Big uh, yikes. Uh, so bold predictions. I'm going to say that Jaden Daniels leads a game-winning touchdown drive. Okay. Well, I'm actually going to play in tune with that. I think Jaden's going to have the best game of the season in this game. I'm saying 
roughly 250 passing yards, but I am going to be bold. Three touchdown passes and zero interceptions. This is going to be Jaden's big bounce back. This is going to be his statement game. This is going to be the best game Jaden has had as a quarterback this year. In fact, I'll even go as far as to say, I don't know if he does a lot of running. I think he's just going to dissect this defense. I think he gets straight up surgical on him. All right. Second bowl prediction, ASU is going to pick off uh, Keaton Slovis twice. Uh, again, as we talked about in the last segment, like interceptions are not that easy to come by, but ASU has been so good at it now for the last couple of years. Um, I really do think that they pick him off uh, multiple times in this game. My bold prediction, I, I'm not saying three interceptions this time. So that means they're going to get three interceptions. Instead, I'll say we get two turnovers, one pick, and a fumble recovery or muff punt or something. My bold prediction, we're getting five sacks. I think we absolutely get after Keaton. Keaton isn't necessarily that mobile either. I think the pass rush is going to be relentless. I think Tyler Johnson's going to have a really good day too. So I'm going to say we take down Slovis five times. I can't wait for one of us to have a bold prediction based on like turnovers and say, we get a, another pitch six. So, well, I, I mean, there is only one pitch six. Forever and always. Last bold prediction. Uh, I'm going to say that Rashad White scores a touchdown uh, through the ground and through the air. Uh, he has one receiving touchdown this season, so I think he gets his second uh, as well as another one on the ground. Oh, man, you, you put me on the spot. I didn't realize we were doing three again. Um, give, give me five seconds. Count me down. One. Oh, sorry. That, that's up. <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. I w- I'll go with the Sun Devils have less than 150 rushing yards, and I'll say they have one rushing touchdown that comes from Chip Trainum. But that would mean my bold prediction is incorrect. Bomber, dude. All right. Uh, so now we have score predictions. So the spread, as a reminder, was set at eight and a half, which I took uh, USC to cover, which he took ASU to cover. And the over-under was set at 60 points. So uh, I'm taking the under there as well. I'm taking ASU to win 31-24. So USC does cover in this case. Uh, and then that is below 60 points. It's not that far off at 55, but um, 60 again just feels like a lot and does not feel like a lot at all. So here's the funny thing is I took the under, but my score projection is just over. I'm taking Arizona State 37-24, which would give me 61 total points. So just barely getting the over. I do think that ASU can seize control of this game. I have faith in them to do it. I know I shouldn't, but I'm ready to get hurt again, Connor. I think that this defense can do a really good job shutting down anything that USC wants to try and do. And I, in fact, I think that's where the sacks are going to be coming from. I think they're going to be covered sacks because the the secondary is going to be able to lock down the receivers, especially without Drake London. Like We need to really start a dialogue about how without Drake London, there's a chance that USC just cannot do anything offensively. It remains to be seen, obviously. This is going to be the first game USC's played this year without Drake London, but I I truly am not a believer that they can do anything. And it's not me doubting it's not me doubting uh, Keaton Slovis. I'm just doubting the rest of his weapons. But I think as long as we're not turning the ball over five times and four times in the first half, we should be able to put up a good amount of points. I think the defense can hold USC to a respectable number. And I'll take us to win by two possessions. Again, 37-24. 
So last week you spent some good earned money to go to that mm-hmm. game, and now you're doing it again this week. Um, hopefully, it's a much more enjoyable game than it was last week against Washington State. Well, here's the bummer: is my family actually backed out because of uh, some some other stuff that's going on? So I will not be at the game this week. Instead, I will be sitting nice and comfy on my couch with an ice cold Dr Pepper in my hand. There you go. Uh, if you are watching this game, look out for us tweeting throughout the game as well. Interact with us on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Cedrios and find Richie Bradshaw at Richie Brads with a Z36. Follow us on Twitter as well for our Locked On Sun Devils page. That's at LO underscore Sun Devils. Uh, and then remember to subscribe for all of our content. Never miss a podcast Monday through Friday. It's going to be at Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or the Odyssey app, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, make sure to come back for our Monday edition of the episode. We'll be breaking down everything that happened over the weekend, and we'll be previewing the upcoming game for the Sun Devils uh, against Portland on Tuesday. But now get all of your daily Pac-12 news in less than 30 minutes with Pac-12 expert Cindy Robinson. You keep it locked on here with Locked on Sun Devils.